Hey, how you doing? It's Pastor Jay. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. I pray that this word blesses your spirit, empowers you wherever you are, whether it be your home, your workplace, the gym, or even if you're riding in the car. Look, let's advance the kingdom by spreading this word with whoever you come in contact with. That is my ultimate goal is to spread the kingdom and the message of Jesus Christ. I love you. And once again, here's today's message. Be blessed. Wow, what, what a beautiful song to lead into today's um, message. And uh, you know this month we have been talking about rhythm and flow. And on our second Sunday, we talked about every day I'm worshiping. And this house is founded on worship. This house is founded on truth. We are founded on John chapter 4, verse 24. And it says this, For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we want to worship God in spirit and in truth. Because we cannot worship God in our flesh. We cannot worship God in our truth. We have to worship God in the truth of who he is. So with that being said, we are in the last week of Rhythm and Flow. Wow. I just want you to write where you are. Just type in the comment bar, Rhythm and Flow. Give me some feedback. Type Rhythm and Flow. The last Sunday. Wow, this series has zoomed by. It's, 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 it's crazy that it's gone by really fast, and we're talking about Rhythm and Flow, and it's gone by really fast. And this series, I guarantee you, it has helped me. Um, I pray that it has helped you. Um, I hope that you go back and look um, at the YouTube videos, at the Facebook videos um, of weeks one through four, and even week five. Um, You can also listen to it on the podcast. We have it on the podcast available as well, so you can send it to your family and friends and let them know, look, rhythm, they need to check their rhythm and flow and submit their rhythm and flow to God. Look, I believe that what we're going to learn today is something that is really, really, really needed. And I believe it's going to be a life-changing principle um, because it has helped change my life in so many ways. Um, And as you all, some of you all know, I'm an extremist, as Lady Pilar likes to say. So I like to dive head deep into things. So with that being said, let's get ready to get into this last week of rhythm and flow. I believe if you apply this principle to your life, you will see your life change forever. I promise you, Um, my life has changed. Um, My awareness has changed. Um, how I treat people has changed. My, just, 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 just my life has changed as a result of this principle. And so I want to use for a topic today, be still. I want to use for a topic today, be still. And I want to, I want to leave out, I want to jump into the scripture. So let's go right into Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And when you get there, say be still type be still in the in the um, comment bar and you can also you can also um, you can also follow along on the screen and this is what it says it says <clears throat> blessed happy fortunate prosperous and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly following their advice their plans and purposes 
nor stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Right where you are, say, be still. See, see in this scripture right here, it is it's, it's vitally important that we really extract the truths um, this whole, from the whole chapter of Psalm chapter 1, um, we can extract some truths that we can apply to our lives. And some of you may have got what I said when I said be still. In, in other words, what I was saying when you be still, I'm saying for you to meditate. And, and this is what it says in verse 2. It says, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. In verse 3, he shall be like a tree firmly planted. Now, a tree firmly planted is still. Do trees get up and move around? Do trees get up and say, hey, I'm going to go over to Sarah Land today, or I'm going to go to L.A. today, or I'm going to go to Cabo today, or I'm going to go to... to um, uh, Mexico today. No, a tree is planted. A tree is still. A tree, the only way a tree moves is by the wind. And the only way a tree will move is if you cut the tree from the roots and move it to another spot. But trees don't move unless they move by the wind. So trees are still. And when trees are still for so long, they have power. They have power. And listen to what the verse 3 says. It says, and he shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. So what that is saying to me is, I need to be still. I need to meditate. Because when I am still and I meditate, then I am planted by the rivers. I'm, I'm planted by something that's moving. I'm planted by something that's moving. And so the water, water, water can be likened to life. When we hear water, it can be likened to life. And so when water hits the root system of a tree, then that tree is able to withstand and able to get stronger because it's being nurtured by the water. See, a lot of times people cannot be nurtured by the water because they are too busy trying to, trying to be nurtured by other things. They're too busy trying to move around. But the scripture says, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water. So streams of water are moving. But when I'm planted, then I can receive the streams of water. When I'm still, I can receive the streams of water. That's not in my notes, but this is. I want you to write this down. Your power 
is in your stillness. Your power is in your stillness. See, in this fast-paced world that we live in, it is easy to get caught up in the moving of our lives. Uh, We feel as if we should keep up with the pace. Uh, We feel like we should keep up with the Joneses. We should keep up with people that we see on social media, people we see in the news, our friends that we see in the street. We feel like we should keep up with the pace. And that's what this whole series, the whole undertone of this series has been this, to submit your rhythm and flow to God's rhythm and flow. Because when you submit your rhythm and flow to God's rhythm and flow, then you find out God's rhythm and flow was always better for your life. See, God is not going to co-sign on your dreams. God is the main signer. And so God wants us to be fulfilled in his will, because when we are fulfilled in his will, then we submit our rhythm and flow to his rhythm and flow. See, in life, we feel as if we should keep moving and striving to live our lives and create our lives. How many of you have, have, have been there? I used, to, I used to be that one. I got to strive to create my life. I got to strive to make my life better. But listen to this. One, you, you can't think. You, the scripture says that <clears throat> by thinking, um, you can't add one cubic foot to your stature. Basically, what that means is that God created you perfect as is. But the question is, will you know that you created perfect as is? Because you created in the image and the likeness of God. And see, the power, when you understand the power of stillness, you understand the power of you. When you understand the power of stillness, you understand the power of you. So when you understand the power of meditation, then you really understand the power of you. See, when we are not in rhythm, when we are not in the rhythm and flow that God has for us, we are out of step with our lives. When we are not in the rhythm and flow that God has for us, we are out of step with our lives. See, our, our lives, our, we, 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 the scripture says, um, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. So when our steps are not ordered, then we are out of alignment with the rhythm and flow that God has for us. So listen to this. When you are out of alignment with the rhythm and flow that God has for you, you may achieve some goals, you may get some trophies, you may, you, may, you may make some high achievements, but with God, he has something greater for you than the achievements that you think you have on your, in, 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 your, in your mind. Because the scripture says that his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. And so when we understand that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, then we should submit our thoughts to him because he knows the plan that he has for us. See, oftentimes, listen to this, our anxiety is built in our pace when we are not in alignment with the rhythm and flow that God has for us. Your anxiety is built in your pace when you are not in alignment with the rhythm and flow God has for you. So anxiety builds, stress builds, and we have a stress perspective. We have a hustle mentality. We have a go-get-it mentality. And listen, to listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying that you should be lazy because, remember, there is a spectrum. You can be too lazy and you can do too much. See, when you're too lazy, you're, you're, you're flowing in your rhythm and flow. When you're doing too much, you, you're flowing in your rhythm and flow. There is harmony 
when it comes to God's rhythm and flow in the spectrum. There's harmony, and God wants you to be in harmony. So he doesn't want your life to be filled with anxiety or stresses. He, do, he doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you. And I read something this past week that said, you cannot stress and be blessed at the same time. It's impossible. You can't, you can't be stressed and you can't be blessed at the same time. So you're either one or the other. You can't, you can't because when you understand that you are blessed, then you have a thankful mindset because thankfulness equals the blessed life. And so it's important to know who you are. And so this is what it says in Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, because your power is in your stillness. So listen to this. This is what it says in a Passion Translation. It says, surrender your anxiety, be silent and stop your striving, and you will, you will see that I am God. I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the whole world. This is what it says in the Amplified Classic Version, and this is the version you may be used to hearing. It says this, let be and be still, and know recognize and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. See, a lot of times we cannot know that God is God because we're trying to be God ourselves. A lot of times we don't know God is God because we're trying to be God ourselves. See, when I, when I meditate, when I become still, then I can really tap into who God is because God cannot, see, the scripture says this, and we're going to get to the scripture pretty soon. It says, it says, be quick to listen, but slow to speak, right? See, a lot of times we can't hear God because we're quick to speak and slow to listen. And so it's hard for you to, if you're talking to somebody or if somebody is talking to you and you're trying to talk back at them, it's hard for you to to have a conversation because you two are constantly talking to one another. You're constantly talking to one another. So it's hard for both of you to hear one another. See, that's what, it, that's what it's like. That's what, that's, that's what it's like for us spiritually. We're trying to do all the talking. We're trying to say all the words, but God has the words. God, God wants us to be still and know, recognize, and understand that he is God. See, when you recognize the power of being still, you will stop trying to strive to create your life. When you recognize the power of being still, you will stop trying to strive to create your life. See, when you recognize the power of being still, you will understand the power of God. Because have you ever seen still water? You ever seen water that's just still? You can see reflections. You can see reflections of like the trees that are surrounded. You can see the moon reflecting. You can see the sun reflecting when it's still. But when water is choppy, can you really see the reflection of what's going on around you? No, you cannot because the water is moving. See, a lot of our lives are like moving water. We're trying to make it. We're trying to make it to the next destination. We're trying to move this. And moving water can move things, but still water has power too because still water reflects what, is, what, what it is. Um, it reflects what, whatever it is around it. So, wow, thanks, Holy Spirit. When you are still, you reflect the God character. When you are still, 
you reflect the God purpose. When you are still, then you understand God's power and you reflect that power. When you are still, you understand peace and you are able to not only live in that peace, but you're able to give that peace as well because you are reflecting the nature of God. See, a lot of us can't reflect the nature of God because we are too busy being busy bodies. And so when you're too busy being a busy body, then you cannot reflect the nature of God. See, most times, listen to this, we believe we are above God and we have the perfect life plan for our life. And that mentality is a prideful mentality. See, there's a song by this guy, by this great artist named um, Kendrick Lamar. He says, um, sit down, be humble. See, a lot of times, we're not sitting down and we're not being humble. We're exalting ourselves over God because we believe our plan is greater than God's plan. And it's not greater than God's plan. God's plan is greater than our plan. And so there is a lot you do not know, yet you're still trying to exalt your know over the know of God. I'm going to say it again. There is a lot you do not know, yet you are still trying to exalt your know over God's know. See, you give a no, a N-O, to God's K-N-O-W. And that's, that's not the life that God wants us to live. So God has the perfect plan for you. But if you have a prideful mentality, if you're trying to create your life on your own and not, not be still, not meditate, not reflect the nature of God, then it's hard for you to really live the life that God has for you. And this is what it says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. This is what it says. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Listen to this. The thoughts and plans God has for your life are revealed in the stillness of your heart. The thoughts and plans God has for your life are revealed in the stillness of your heart. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this one down. You must turn down your outside volume. You must turn down your outside volume. Because a lot of times when our outside volume is too loud, when the music is too loud, when the world's music is too loud, and I'm not just saying music, the music you listen to, but I'm just saying when the world's voice is louder than God's voice, then it's hard for you to really live clearly and live an intentional life because you're focused more on the world. That's why the scripture says, be ye in the world, but not of the world. See, a lot of people are in the world and of the world, and they listen to what the world says, and they allow the world to dictate their life. But when I am still, when I meditate, when I, when I am still, and I understand the power of stillness, then I will know the power of God. And so when the volume of the outside, listen to this, this is really good. When I read this, I had to put this in there. When the volume of the outside world gets turned down, the inside world gets turned up. When the volume of the outside world gets turned down, the inside world gets turned up. I'll give you an example. I started meditating here maybe about 280 days ago. Yeah, I got it, I got it, because I keep a, keep a journal of it. Maybe more than that, I hadn't, I got to look in the journal. I keep a journal of it. So I meditate two times a day, once in the morning, uh, once at lunch, 
Um, sometimes I meditate in the evening time. It just depends. Um, but I meditate. And what, what, what I've seen happen in my life is when I've turned down the volume of the outside world, social media, the 24-hour news cycle, people, critics in my ears, um, people at work, you know, people just around, just, just fear. When I turn down that volume, then my inside world volume gets turned up. And what do I mean by my inside world? So what happens is I become a whole lot more aware of who God is. And I, I, I kid you not, I'll be driving down the street and I just look, I can see the details of the clouds or I can see the sun rays or I can see um, the, the little bitty drops of water of dew on the grass because my inside world has been turned up. And so also when my inside world has been turned up, then it makes me a whole lot more creative. Uh, for all of you creatives out there, if you want to become more creative, meditate. If you want to become more creative, if you write skits, if you write movies, if you write poems, songs, if you draw, if you color, if you plant, plant whatever you do, if you want to increase your creativity, be still. Because when you are still, when you turn down the volume of the outside world, then you start to see your inside world get turned up. See, most times the reason we cannot hear God is because our outside volume is too loud. Most times the reason you cannot hear God is because your outside volume is too loud. So that means that you need to turn down social media. And that means you need to turn down your critics. That means you need to turn down the voices in your, that means you need to turn down all of these forces that are coming in your ear gate, in your eye gate. You need to turn them down so your inside world can be turned up so you can hear God. This is what it says in James chapter 1, verse 19. And we're going, I'm, I'm going to get into this and really extract some more from it because I'm really loving these, this scripture. It says this, My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak, and be slow to become angry. I want to, I want to, use that, that kind of B part or a, a part. It says, be quick to listen, but slow to speak. A lot of us have that backwards. We are slow to listen, and we're quick to speak. And don't you think if God wanted it to be the other way around, he would have inspired the writer to turn it the other way around? Don't you think that? And so a lot of times the reason we can't receive from God is because we're trying to tell God what he needs to do instead of, instead of listening to God what he has for us. Because when we understand that, that God would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think, then we will start to live from that perspective. See, the reason Jesus was able to do so many miraculous, miraculous things it's because he understood the power of solitude and stillness. The reason Jesus was able to do so many powerful miracles is because he understood the power of solitude and stillness. See, Jesus knew how to get away to listen to God. He knew how to get away to listen to God. If you don't believe me, let's go to Luke chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. Luke chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. And this is what it says. It says this, However, the report went around 
concerning him all the more. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. I want to focus on that verse 16. It says this, so, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. See, you need to often withdraw from the crowd of the multitude. You need to often withdraw from the crowd. And where can the crowd be found today? The crowd can be found on social media. The crowd can be found in the mall. The crowd can be found at your job. Um, the crowd can be found in your home sometimes. And so you need to learn how to often withdraw and go into the wilderness. The wilderness is a, um, it can be likened to a, a desert place, um, a place where nobody really is because nobody really likes the wilderness. But the wilderness can be good for you. The wilderness can be good for you. I know I just said that, yes, the wilderness can be good for you because if you go into the wilderness with the right perspective, then you can come out with power. See, see Jesus knew that the crowds, um, see, Jesus was not there for the crowd. He wasn't there for the crowds. He wasn't there for um, the people's applause. He wasn't there for that. He was there to do the will of his Father. And you have to be, you have to know that you are here to do the will of your Father, not your earthly Father, but your heavenly Father. And how do we do the will of our Father? By being still. And so this, here's the question that I want to ask you. How do we practice being still? How do we practice being still? And I only got one for you, and it's this, through meditation. Through meditation. And I said this earlier. I hope some of you caught it, but I'm going to say it again. Meditation can be likened to being planted like a tree. Meditation can be likened to be implanted like a tree. Because this is what it says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. That rhymes. Meditation can be likened to being implanted like a tree. So here's what it says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. We got to make that a song. Hook, bars, drops mic. But this is what it says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. Just some, just some little laugh there. Now you can put the laugh, you can put the, uh, cry, you can put the crying face laughing emoji in there. We can put some LOLs in there because uh, we need laughter in this time. We don't need to be all uptight and, and, and rigid. We need to be free. We need to, we need to, be, we need to be able to laugh because laughter does the heart good like a medicine. And so, look, in order for you to protect your heart, you can't have a hardened heart. You can't be rigid. You got to be loose. You got you to you laugh. got to laugh. So, so this is what it says in Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. It says this. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. That's the life I'm trying to live. How do you live that life? Through stillness. See, you'll never be able to become significant unless you become still, unless you meditate. See, a lot of people, you may get some worldly success, and it won't fill a void because you hadn't practiced being still. You hadn't practiced meditating. 
And meditating, look, it's not spooky. It's not something that you do in the astral fear. It's not something that you do um, when you get older. You can do it now. And I guarantee you, it will help your life. It will help your life in so many ways because meditation can be a powerful way to gain access to the good stuff that exists in all of us. So there is some good that exists in you. There's a lot of good that exists in you. But in order for that good to be manifested in your life, you have to meditate. Because if you, if you don't meditate, then you'll never be able to understand what's in you. See, a lot of times the people don't understand what's in them because they never go within. They're always trying to go without to fill the void. So they're always trying to go outside of themselves to fill the void. But God lives within you. And when we understand that God lives within me, then I will meditate. I will go into, I will withdraw. I will go into my secret place and meditate so I can reflect the nature of God. Because the scripture says, he who keeps his mind stayed on thee, he will keep thee in perfect peace. And so when I meditate on God's laws, on, on, on his precepts, on his teachings, on his concepts, when I meditate on those things, then I start to reflect those things. Because remember, once again, when water is still, just when you pass by a lake one day or when you pass by, uh, when you pass by a lake, lakes sometimes, sometimes lakes are moving, but most times lakes are still. When you look at that lake, you'll be able to see the reflection of whatever is around that lake. So if it's trees, you'll be able to see the reflection of the trees. See, God wants us to reflect him. And how do we reflect him? We reflect him through being still. Because when we are still, we're saying, God, I trust you with my rhythm and flow. God, I trust you with my life. God, I trust you because I want, I want to be filled with you. I want to reflect your nature. I want to, refi- I want to reveal your character. See, see, his character and nature is already within us because the kingdom of God is already within you. The question is, are you going to be still and meditate so that you can reveal and reflect that nature? See, a lot of times I can tell when people don't have the nature of Christ. They don't have the nature of God because they're not being still. They're not meditating. They're not saying, okay, let me go within so I can never have to go without. See, when you go within, you never go without. See, meditation, listen to this, and this is a common misconception with meditation. Meditation is not forcing your mind to be quiet. It's finding the quiet that is already there. So I always tell people when I always, because I'm a big advocate for meditation, I always tell people it's not about quieting your mind. It's not about that because it's really impossible for us to quiet our mind because we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. So it's kind of impossible for you to quiet your mind. But you can build your meditation muscle to a place to where when thoughts come up, you just let them flow right out. If thought come in your mind while you're meditating, you just let it flow away. You don't have to, you don't have to try to tell the thought, you know, beat the thought over the head, get out of here, thought, no, no, no. You don't have to do all of that. Just let it flow out of your head. See, see why, why is this significant? Why is meditation significant? It's because of this. Silence is where we get our bursts of inspiration. We get our, our tender feelings of compassion and empathy. Empathy and our sense of love comes from within. And so when we go within, then we start to see that love is within us, bliss is within us, because the scripture says, it says it itself. It says he will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. 
He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. See, that life is found within. And so in order for me to receive that life, I must go within. And so meditation, I guarantee you, it, you and, and this, is, this, is how I started, this is how I started meditating. And right where I was, I just closed my eyes, and I put my hands, you know, on my, on my, on my thighs, and I just sat in a straight back chair. You don't got to try to do the kumbaya pose. Everybody's not there yet. I know I'm not there yet. My legs be hurt when I try to do that, and they go to sleep, so I be limping after I meditate. But I'll sit in the straight back chair, and I'll just close my eyes, and I'll just, and you can start off with five minutes. You can do two five-minute sessions a day. Just close your eyes and just focus on your breathing. Just, just focus on, on God. Just focus on his laws. Just focus on his precepts. You don't have to focus. You don't have to think about you know, what you're going to do 20 years from now. Just quiet your mind, still your mind. And look, at NBCC, we're going to go a little bit deeper in this meditation because I want to see your life change forevermore. I don't want you to have to go through the stresses and anxieties and, and, and mental battles and emotional battles. I want, you to, I want you to submit your rhythm and flow to God's rhythm and flow. And so I want to encourage you this week, just try it. You know, five minutes in the morning, five minutes at lunch, or five minutes when you get home, just just, just try to be still. Don't worry about who's texting you. You can TiVo your show. You can watch it on Hulu. You can DVR it. Is TiVo still alive? I don't know. You can DVR it. Whatever. You can record it with your iPhone or your iPad. But just be still. Practice being still. Right where you are, practice being still. And I guarantee you, it will change your life. Look, let's, let's seal this prayer. Let's seal this with prayer, rather. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We love you. We honor you for who you are. We thank you for the word that has just gone forth. I pray, Lord God, that your people tap into the power of stillness so that they can tap into the power of you. So, God, we thank you that we are being still and knowing and understanding that you are God and that you will be exalted above all the earth. So, God, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice who's listening to this, who's watching this on this Sunday, who's watching this on the days to come, who's watching this in the years to come. We pray, Lord God, that you bless them. We pray, Lord God, that you give them their heart's desires. So I love you. We thank you. We honor you in Jesus' name.